there's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not found the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. And I'm not surprised. What is going on, BW Sports One World? He just had to go run and get his hat, folks. It is time for Taco Tuesday, powered by First Financial Bank. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that right then. Damn it. Powered by First Financial Bank, 317-417-8582. Call John today for all your banking essentials, 317-417-8582. And Sean Nugent, the rock star realtor, 317-503-8322. Damon, what is going on? Uh, I didn't have to go get the hat. The hat was here placed properly. I had to go get the remote to put the TV on Uh, mute. (laughs) That's what it was. (laughs) My apologies, sir. Hey, bud. What's going on, pal? How you doing? Hey, Marta. It's another night. I'm back home. I'm not mobile like I was last night with Raphael. We had a good show last night. And I... I'm ready for tonight's show because it looks like it's jam-packed, ready to roll, and yeah. I'm ready to get into it. If like, if you don't have any bullshit that you want to bullshit about bullshitter. There's, there's some good <laughs> in there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot on there, bro. Oh, there's nice stuff tonight. Yeah. I mean, I tried, you know, with us having a short week, so I figured we'd pack it jam-tight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. That's right, folks. <laughs> All right, so we're doing it. We're doing what it. We do it. What are we doing? So Talk we're, gonna, we're just going to jump right into it. We're go right, right we're into the jump college off. football news. Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna jump in rough, ready, and rugged right now. There we go. Now I'm straight. I, I don't know if you're all straight here, but well, yeah, we're talking about lines, bro. We're talking about lines. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get back into it. All right, so. Um, Taco Tuesday, football talk. Taco Tuesday. Um, we start off by saying, yes, the boy is at practice in the rain. In the rain. He is the only kid out there with short sleeves. Oh, my. Well, he's a big boy, man. Bro, he's, boy. he don't want to be an offensive lineman, but it's looking like he going to be boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so college football, um, Big Ten. They hit the, the gridiron last week to open up their their season. Um, actually, it was a little exciting in the Big Ten. You know, what I mean, um, what'd you take out of it? You know, that first that first weekend. You know, sir, buddy. Um, I mean, it's the Big Ten. It is what it is. As far as the Big Ten, I mean, you had Ohio State coming in doing what they should. 
You got, uh, let's see, Penn State. We'll discuss here in a little bit. You got Wisconsin doing what they should. You got Michigan doing what they should. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tight run in the eight game Big Ten conference play this year, brother. Man, um, overall, overall, I thought it was a. You got a gimme game coming up anyway. (laughs) Oh yeah, I do. I do now. (laughs) But um, overall, I think uh, that this first weekend with the Big Ten was um, interesting, to say the least. Um, A couple teams that have been trending over the last couple of seasons. You know, show great steps forward. Um, I thought the teams would, I thought overall the games would look a little better um, because of the extra practice time that they got. But, you know, first, probably the first quarter of every game looked extremely sluggish, so to speak. But uh, Penn State, they had to uh, knock the dust off of it. They had to knock the dust off. Yeah, you know, so there was a uh, let's see, Penn State, well, the Rutgers, Rutgers, um, impressive. Um, I was looking for Illinois to make steps, and it looks like they did not, or it didn't look like it. I mean, you can still loss and show steps, but um, nah, they wasn't looking really, really on point. So, uh, but there were some things that looked impressive, and. Some things that didn't like. Um, I've been really high on that school in Ohio. And it looked really good that first half. And even though they in the second half they stretched that thing out a little bit, I expected to see a little a, a little better showing. And I think that reflects in the rankings how they they did move up, but they didn't get any first place votes. Like they were getting first place votes when they were playing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that makes sense, don't it? Yeah, that makes all the sense in all the world. Um, you look at it with Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin looked really good. Like, they could challenge Ohio State and Michigan. It looked like they can challenge real good. But mm, starting your fourth straight quarterback yeah, that's this good. week because the other three have COVID. <laughs> And, good. and which is going to make a huge impact more than any other team or any other conference because of the mandatory um, protocol for the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Player test positive, 20, 21 days. days. 21 days. That's three games. Yeah, that's so, a I mean, Wisconsin, I mean, you got a good win. I mean, you can get by this week with Nebraska. But – after that, I don't know, man. On your on your third boy, on your fourth string quarterback, the the red shirt freshman, freshman. It's never a good thing when you're that far down in the depth chart this early in the season, or this early in their season, I should say. And again, eight games, you have no room for error. This is the first of many, I believe. Right, so basically it's going to come down to coming out of the Big Ten, who can keep their key people <laughs> away from positive tests? How how strong are they going to do? 
um, a little uh, um, overhyped yet. I don't want to jump. I'm going to always hype my squad. But I'm not ready to be like, you know what, it's time to go into the shoe this year and get the job done. I need five more games of that type of play. You know what I mean? I haven't seen Michigan score like that on offense. And Minnesota is supposed to be a really good team. They had a really good defense. I know a lot of people opted out. You know what I mean? I know the coach was supposed to not be coaching, but I guess he got that Nick Saban serum, and he ended up coaching too. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? I've been excited to see Joe Milton play. Um, We got to see a lot of good things. It looked, I would say he looks like a a Cam Newton type at Auburn. Wow. Okay. I mean, he's got that kind of strong arm. We haven't really noticed the accuracy on or off yet because of Minnesota's defense in the passing game really wasn't like all exceptional in anything, but you can see the power in his arms and you can see that he is a quarterback first instead of an athlete playing quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It looks like he can make reads and do these things like that, but when he does run, he's effective. I mean, he's 6'4", 243-day pounds. I mean, he's a big-ass dude. So um, I'd like to see how that turns out. Um, But the defense would impress me. So, Got a question for you. You see it? Uh Uh-huh. All-American? Mm, I don't know. Not not yet. Not yet. Uh, I would say give me – I mean, I need to see more than one game. I know we got a lot last year, um, <clears throat> a lot of stuff towards the end of the year, but how we finished the year with those horrible losses with Florida and um, OSU, I'm not really giving anybody All-American status on this team just yet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But I am excited for this team because I've seen some things that we haven't seen from a Michigan football team in a long time. And basically, I'm talking about the offense. There were plays where you said Jim Harbaugh called that play. <laughs> but for the most part, Gaddis was uh, was able to you know call his game, control his game, and it was great to see a homeboy, hometown boy, uh, Chris Evans get in there and get get some run and get some scoring. So I like to see it. Uh, we got a cupcake next week, and then we'll see where we go from there. Uh, well, I think we got IU after that. So at IU, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the IU Penn State game. I'm going to tell you right now. I told the story to Rafael last night. We were out. Uh, the kid, the wife, and the kids and I were out for dinner. Had a good, nice little place over here on the south side called Flashbacks. And we were watching. We walked in, and I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, I hear a table behind me start screaming. I'm like, what game are they watching? Because I'm on a commercial. So I turn around, and they're watching the game, the IU Penn State game. I'm like, oh, damn. Okay, this is a game. About five minutes left in the game. So we're sitting there watching it, going to overtime, watching it. I have not told anybody my personal opinion on the play one way or the other until now, folks. So here we go. Exclusive. So (laughs) this is what I saw. At first, 
I thought he got in. Second glance on it, I thought he was short. But then they called it. So here's what I saw. I saw the ball, which is the rule is any part of the football crosses the front part of the white goal line. It is crossed the plane. It is a touchdown. For the rule, as the rule states, the nose of the football crossed that line barely before the other side of the ball hit the out-of-bounds mark and then the pile-on. So I am all for that being a good call for IU and IU getting the win. Damon, your thoughts. Um, I thought it was good the whole time. Why? Because I don't like Penn State. Two, <laughs> because I use hometown state football team. So there you go. Oh, come on now. Is that the no. only reason? Yeah. Okay. I just want to know what you was going to say. I thought it was a score. I thought it was a score. I mean, the second time I watched it over, when I, when I first watched it over, it's like, man. I don't know. I'm questioning. But then I'm like, no, the ball crossed the plane. And again, as the rule states, the ball crossed the plane, it's a touchdown. If you want to change the rule, change the rule for the whole ball has to go across, whatever. But as the state, as it states now, that's a touchdown. Yeah, all it needs to do. And 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 really, it's the pylon. <laughs> Anything that touches that pylon. So he had the same type of call in the NFL uh, the, the next day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. That ball touches the breeze, pylon. Yeah, the ball touches the pylon. Touchdown. Period. It's a part of that line. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't question it once or ever. But let me tell you, these IU fans around here, oh, my God, they thought they had just won the national championship. They're like, IU football is back. When was it ever here that's what i'm trying to figure out because i know antoine randall l did some damn good things down at iu but i don't think they were really still in the mix for anything uh maybe a nice uh thanksgiving uh two days after thanksgiving bowl right that's saturday after thanksgiving but you know what hey no hate right now because iu is and has been the past couple years on the turnaround now how high are your expectations down in IU for football? They shouldn't be as high as basketball court. Let's just say no, that. Be that high either. <laughs> well, maybe they should be higher. The, women, the women's team should be pretty good this year. Yeah, the men's team's still in the debacle. <laughs> yeah, they're still yeah, all over the place. But anyway, um, so uh, sorry, Penn State. Good job, IU. Um, but you're rewarded with the number three Ohio State Buckeyes for yeah. your uh, victory. <laughs> Good luck with that. That sucks. No, they're at Penn State. I was going to say, yeah, wait a minute. They're, they're Penn are Penn State. State. They're at Penn State. <laughs> Penn State. Good luck with that. You're going to have two losses in a row. Right off the bat. You're out. Of any type of playoff talk. Right off the bat. Yep. <laughs> Unless y'all pull a 2017 miracle. Man, I don't see it happening. All right. So, um, hey, let's jump around a little bit. Let's talk about 
the continuance, the, the continued dominance over college football uh, between Clemson and Alabama. I mean, what else can you really say? They, they are the top two teams in the nation. They are um, like a, a, a triple-A baseball team to a major league baseball league. Um, they are right there. I mean, they could probably beat a couple teams, honestly. Well, they could definitely beat the Jets this year, okay? They could beat the Jets. So. Yeah, ben Davis can beat the Jets this year. That is true. Are you as good at putting, you know, about. Hey, just to let her know, years. she put bit and it should be butt. But look down, she's got butt. <laughs> <laughs> just saw that. <laughs> just saw but that. But yeah, I use good at putting, you know, two or three guys in the league, you know, every two or three years. So. Um, I mean, there you go. Good job, IU. Go Hoosiers. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, but anyway, Clemson. You're talking Alabama. about Clemson and Alabama. I mean, this is, Alabama's not going to be beaten. I mean, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And that's how you're supposed to dominate when you are the top programs in the nation. Mm-hmm. Period. Just total dominance. It's not like we let you hang around and – you know, give you an idea that you're going to win. And Clemson's real good at this. They crush you quick and get it over with. That way you got to suffer the whole yeah, time. They don't stop because their second team and their third string and their fourth string, they don't stop. <laughs> yeah, they just they just keep going. They just keep and for going. for anybody to bitch about that, I got a problem. Because if anybody's going to bitch and complain about that, and I'm the coach and I'm putting – third string and first year players and all that in stop me stop me listen listen linda it is your job to keep me from scoring it is not my job to spare your feelings if you're not adequate enough then you need to hmm move down the level Go to the, the the Mid-America Conference. Go play Ball State. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. You know what I mean? And I'm the same way in basketball. I mean, why should I? I mean, hold on. I don't need to stop doing what I do to spare some some team that shouldn't be on the floor with me. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to beat you down. You know what I mean? If you don't have to just stick a little forward to to rise up to the challenge, then move on, my brother. Move. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess so I guess we're moving on. <laughs> uh, are the rankings misleading with Big Ten just starting and Pac-12 coming up? Or are the mid-tier schools coming up? Did you need me to read that for you? Uh, yes. I but, um... <laughs> I can really care less about a mid-team school, mid-tier school. So there's no talk of Cincinnati, BYU, and all them that's undefeated. Still, Not to me. in your opinion, why? Not to me because it's going to always come down to conference play. It's always going to come down to strength of schedule. 
you know what I mean? The toughest team that Cincinnati plays is Houston. You know what I mean? I give the Pac-12 even higher than that because Washington State, Oregon State, Oregon, uh, Washington, Arizona, UCLA, USC, those guys are better than what you're putting out there. I mean, you have a good team. You play good football. But you're really, to me, or you're only competing for is a quality second-tier bowl game. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can't put you in that conversation. We had this thing with South Florida. What was it, uh, UCF? Or was it South Florida a couple years ago that UCF. Lane Kiffin tried to claim their national championship? Bro, you play in some weak-ass dude. You play Coastal Carolina twice a season. You know what I mean? You want respect? Give me some respect in your all. And this is what you do, like Appalachian State did, and how they moved up into the double uh, uh, A rankings. You go out there and play those guys in your off games and your non conference games. Don't go play Louisiana Tech. Don't go play the Raging Cajuns. Don't go play South Florida State A M County University. You know what I mean? Go play the big boys like Boise State did, you know, quite a few years ago. And they got that recognition. They got up in those rankings. They got into those big games because they went and played them. Don't sit back there and you play bullshit schools and expect us to say, oh, well, they're undefeated. We need to put them in. No, we don't. You need to change conferences. That's what you do. <laughs> I just say um, go away from conferences and let's play the best Best teams all out. Boom. Ain't no money in that. Well, I know. money. <laughs> there's no money in the mindset of college football at all, right? Ha! Yeah. But there's no money in that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Conferences bring in money. All right. Well, that was a dumb question for me to put on the notes. We're going to go move on next. No, that wasn't a dumb question. Some people might want to see that. Am I saying good? I mean... In college basketball, you get that opportunity for those schools to go do that. You have that format where they can do that. In college football, that format's not there. Step your game up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next. 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 Uh, oh, yeah, this is when I kind of – I kind of – no, we got to go back one. No, we talked about – this one I kind of snuck in on you. Uh <laughs> I just did it too. It's the is the college dumbass of the decade award. So I'm scrolling. Do, 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 and I see this headline. Michigan fan. Oh, okay. Click up. So I click on it. Michigan fan. Let me tell you why this Michigan fan, and I apologize to all the Michigan fans out there because you know, every fan base has a dumbass. <laughs> you, you can't really do it. Like every family, every team, you know what I mean? Everything has a dumbass. And apparently, we had a nice dumbass two years ago. I don't even pull up the arms. I don't even want to miss the dude's name. Well, we had a Michigan fan who was sentenced this past week for threatening an Ohio State Football team, the team, threaten the team, like threaten to shoot up the whole damn team because they just keep beating Michigan's ass. Damn. <laughs> That's a little across the line. 
So what guy, was his sentence? The, the, he 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 tweeted the threats to the school football team. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> so the judge, <laughs> while sentencing him via Zoom, <laughs> that should have been funny to watch anyway. But sentencing via Zoom, he said uh, he used all the references of the mass school, the Columbine, all these mass shootings. You know, and he called him, a, you know, he never called him a dumbass in court for pretty much. We only sentenced him to a year. Damn. Now you got a year. You got to go to jail for a year. No, you don't get to, you know, get no half due to one, none of that shit. Oh, you're you know, in for one year. No, you got a year. You got to go do a year. Well, he just hopefully, I bet he found somebody nice in there. Uh, well, I, I hope they, you know, and I don't, I don't wish this on any any sane man, but I hope they stick him in the room with a guy who is <laughs> because we don't represent our fan base. I mean, we get pissed off. I know a lot of OSU fans; they ride my ass, but I ain't talking about going to karate chopping and shooting up your yaw. <laughs> well, you might talk about karate chopping. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I, could, I could see karate chopping. I could see karate chopping. But you can't do anywhere near the neck because then it's attempted murder. That is true. Let's get into the rankings now. <laughs> well, you asked. I did. I did. Let's get into the rankings. Um, you were the one that had the problem with the rankings when they came out. I don't have a problem with the rankings. Um, I'm always going to have a problem with the rankings. Um, of course you are. When they're dumb. <laughs> So we right. every week to you. Yeah. The AP poll right now is Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Texas A&M, Wisconsin, Florida. I know I had a couple other ones up there, but I don't know but what happened. We don't care about anything past the 10. It's, but there was a reason I was leaving it there so I could look at it and reference it. So next time – don't erase the shit. Michigan at 13. <laughs> Nothing matters past 10. <laughs> well, here's the way the ass sees the top 10 right now. This is the, instead of the AP poll, this is the ass poll. Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State. And it's not because I'm a Notre Dame fan. It's because it's a one Played one game to four games, both undefeated. Maybe better team, not disagreeing with that potentially, but they've only played one game. Oklahoma State should be over Georgia, even though Oklahoma State in the Big 12 plays no defense. Georgia still lost. Cincinnati, yes. Don't know why Texas A&M is at number eight. And don't know why Florida isn't number 10. I believe Miami should be 8. BYU should be 9. And Wisconsin should be 10. With Michigan right outside. They are right outside. The 13th, I'm saying yeah, 11. 13th. I don't think it should be any higher than that. They should be right where they are. And... <clears throat> Georgia, the reason why they still love Oklahoma State, because they lost to Alabama. 
<laughs> it's, it's simple but as that. Listening to you last week, you had a total problem with them being in the top ten and all. So, no, I had a problem being in the top. In, five. I had a problem with them only dropping one spot. Ah, uh, okay. They could have been eight, nine, and I would have been just fine. But going from three to four, okay, <laughs> that was my problem. Three to four. I gotcha. Okay, <laughs> they moved four to five, and that's because Ohio State jumped into the top top four. Yeah, and they should have. And I mean, so they should probably be a six where I have them who? because Oklahoma State has not lost yet. That's fine. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm not really all sold on the mullet in Oklahoma State. I mean, I get it. And again, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, Cincinnati would not be in the top 10 if the Big Ten had already started and if the Pac-12 was playing. So I don't really care about anything that they're doing. (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> do you have anything else late going into college football that you would like to discuss on this fine evening sir no go blue because i think if you get ready to do the station identification i think i got time to go preheat the oven i think you do sir it is time for some station identification what is going on, everybody? It's your boy Dan from Black and White Sports and BWSports1.com. I'm here today to fill you in on a little banking advice. I don't know much, but I know somebody who does. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials. He's really good at banking. 317 317- Four one seven eight five eight two. Call John today and tell him the boys from BWSports1.com sent you. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. Did he make He did make it back, folks. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. That's good stuff right there. Now, And I didn't he, fall down the stairs. That's even better. I didn't want you falling up the stairs either. That sucks. It hurts. It does. Now, we are going to go from collage to the National Football League in the pro side of the gridiron. Wow, what a weekend we had. I am glad to say that the Philadelphia Eagles are now sitting by themselves in the first place spot at two, four, and one. Well, I'm going to say that I am not going to pick on your Eagles at all this week. No, because we should be picking on somebody else's team. 
I don't have I don't have the Eagles mentioned one time in this that's the whole. Only, that's the only thing that I wanted to say about them. I mean, I guess I do got to mention when we go over last know, week. Up, yeah, but for the most part, you know, they're they they hit that. Um, you know, when you're watching those those shows and they do, you know, the bottom tier. You know, I mean, you got the eliminated, you got the people that won, you got the people that's safe, then you got the people that's, you know, being here, like, what do y'all can be talked about, mm-hmm. and where do y'all get to stay? So the Eagles get to stay, and somebody else gets talked about. <laughs> Gee, Brian, who are we thinking about tonight? I mean, there's a plethora. But yeah, all right. So let's jump into a little NFL news before we get into our spotlight games. You know how y'all love our spotlight games uh, because we do. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> right, sir. So, um, bad news or good news, however you look at it, coming from Cleveland. Uh, OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the season with a torn ACL. Before we get into it. I'm going to say this about Mr. Odell Beckham. Well, since he was, since COVID was scared to enter into his body, the injuries are not scared to touch your body. At all. (laughs) At all. Since that seems to be his plague through his career. Mm -hmm. That it has, that it has. Um... You know, I've heard a lot of talk about Baker Mayfield's um, stats when Beckham is on the field, when he's off the field, and, you know, you can only go so far. I mean, stats are stats, they're facts, whatever, but you can only go so far on paper. I'm not necessarily saying that Beckham was a cancer in a locker or anything like that. I do agree with Dockets when I heard him say that maybe the no crowd around him as far as the stadium-wise during the game has helped him grow a little bit or maybe not necessarily grow but helps him play to not have to worry about all that other stuff being there. But something is obviously going to have to happen in order order for him to really regain a spot uh, the the predominant spot I should say on that receiving core when he gets healthy I don't speak up for the guy too often I'm not that big of a fan I think he's extremely overrated but his production and his influence on an offense or or in a defense because of the offense is you can't you can't you can't overlook it. Um, the argument that I heard all day, you know, what I mean, is is Bank is Cleveland going to be better with him not being on the field because you know his targets to Odell Beckham are um, you know less than fifty percent completion rate when he's throwing to Odell Beckham versus everybody else on the field. Well, let's go to just straight football talk. All those people are open on the field because Odell Beckham is on the field. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And the reason why the completion rate isn't as high as you would like it between those two is because he has to make circus catches because he's always double teamed or he's always being thrown the ball because in, in, in the coverage. Those other guys don't get those coverages onto them where you got things shifted and sliding to you. That's the reason why you're up. That's the reason why Juju Smith-Schuster was so good his rookie year. Because mm -hmm. Antonio Brown was on the other side. You know, now he's experiencing the same thing with, mm -hmm. with your boy from uh, Notre Dame, Claypool. Yep. He's getting those all those good numbers because everybody knows that Juju Smith is on this side. And you see what happened. They put the number one on him, and now Juju's catching the ball. So, I mean, that's the thing. You know, and then with Chubb being out, that has a lot to do with it, too. But let's make no mistake about it. You know, Cleveland was playing great football until they got punched in the mouth by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But other than that, Baker's got a 80% completion. Per, you know, I mean, he's throwing the ball. People are scoring touchdowns. They're putting up points, and they have a really good defense. So I don't understand what the problem is. Why are we even – <laughs> you know what I mean? But then we want to talk about the, the issues of Odell Beckham. Far as I'm concerned, when he got to Cleveland, he was humble. That first year, you heard a lot of chitter-chatter, but you hear no shit last year. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the fans not being there have anything to do with it. It's being on a football team that you're not, you know what I mean, that, that dude. You know, this is the dude. Baker's the dude. You're just another guy. So he's been humble. So, and you can see the stuff that he does off the field now. That, that, no crowd has absolutely nothing to do with it. You know, I think it hurts him that there's no crowd to celebrate him when he makes those, I got greatest gloves manufacturer catches. <laughs> I like how you put that. <laughs> I like how you put that. So, um, I think Cleveland's going to stay the course. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be the third team in the AFC, in the NFC or the AFC um, North to make the playoffs. Mm. I think all three of them get in. All right. There you have it. Speaking of who's not going to get in, I'm going to skip one down, Damon. The Dallas Cowboys are finito for the season. Dude, that Let me was. Tell you why. <laughs> they don't just not have a quarterback. They have zero. Let me rephrase this again the best way I can. Zero leadership on that team at all. One thing told me that during the game, and it's when Dalton got knocked out of the game, Nobody went to help him. Nobody was checking on him. Nobody did nothing. I'm not trying to say Andy Dalton's the leader of your team, but you have no leadership. Sean Lee's not in the huddle. Vander Esch isn't in the huddle. Dak's not in the huddle. Zeke can't get no leadership out of him. Where are you going to go? You have nothing, which is perfectly fine with me on the aspect of I get to play you next and I hope to God ah we beat the dog shit out of that team because it's debatable 
<laughs> hey, if you're talking about the Browns, right? Huh? I'm sorry. I'm probably going to pick them. What? <laughs> Nothing. The Browns? What? Aren't you talking about the Browns? No. You're talking about the Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah, you know, we were talking 90 about seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was answering the question. So, I see that now. Again, I agree with you. The Cowboys suck. There's, there's, oh my God, do the Cowboys suck? They have no leadership. None. They don't have a team. They don't have a leader on the team. They don't have a leader in the office. They have nothing. If I was Andy Dalton, Nobody stood up for me. No one ran to my aid. No one helped me out. I'm gone. I, me personally, I just found an injury that's going to keep me out for the rest of the season. I cannot commit my body and my mind to a team that does not stand up for me when you practice unity and all for one. You know what I mean? That dude dirty hit him ridiculously. He should be out the league. I don't know how he wasn't fined. I don't know. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't understand. Bullshit. He should be out of here. And and for the Cowboys team, not to I would be like just Mike McCarthy. I I I mean, why is nobody running over there with a helmet? (laughs) Something. You know what I'm saying? So um, the Cowboys. If you wanted to talk about, I know we had a conversation a couple weeks ago about what what is the reason for you want Dan Snyder to have his football team taken away from me, but we don't want to question to have Jerry Jones's football team taken away from him. Right. I agree. If I'm season ticket holders for the 12,000 people that's in that stadium, if I'm season ticket holders, hey, bro, you owe me some money, money dog. You got players on your team talking about you don't you you shouldn't expect us to play hard for 70 plays a game. Why are you in the league? Mm-hmm. He should have been cut right after that press conference. No later. <laughs> no later. Like, you know what? Once he said it, hey. <coughs> cut his mic. Hey, you need to go see personnel. Yeah, right. HR looking for you. Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, disarrayment. Next. Next. Ah, you're asking me to go next. (laughs) Newton feels that his job is in trouble. Maybe he should. Maybe. Just maybe he's not the same Cam Newton as he did, as he was when he came into the league from Auburn. Maybe, just maybe, Belichick, can't fix everybody. Maybe, just maybe. They mean he can't fix everybody. He didn't fix anybody. Whatever. <laughs> you had the same fucking quarterback for twenty years. He didn't fix shit. <laughs> well, maybe it's Cam's time. Hey, I like Cam, but listen, where Cam? I don't think your job is in jeopardy because the reason why you got the starting job because there was no one there. Well, that's true. Who gonna put in Hoyer? No. Sternum. 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 
Springham, whatever his name is. Yep, he's uh, going in. <laughs> I want to hear from our good buddy Rafael Esparza from mybookie.ag right now to hear what the odds are going to be. Is Cam Newton going to play the whole season as the starting quarterback or not? I want to see that odd. That's the odd I want to be see and bet my ass on. Speaking of bet your ass, if you didn't put your money and your mortgage on Tampa Bay Rays tonight in the World Series, wow. Snail's on the mail. It's going to seven, folks. Oh. <laughs> it's going to seven. Yeah, it's on, man. It's on. I know. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, buddy. On my Hulu. On his Hulu. Tampa Bay's up one nothing. One out, top of the first, one nothing, Tampa Bay. They can pay us. <laughs> Hulu and black and white sports or BW Sports one brings you live sports. I like that. I mean it's catchy somewhat. <laughs> That's what we do here at BW Sports One. Next, <laughs> Bucks and Steelers, best two teams in the league. Oh, but wait, Chiefs. What say you, Damon? Um, I lied. The Bucks are the best team in the NFC, hands down. We've already proven that. They've already proven that. I said that they were going to be long before you did. And you definitely say it now, but I don't know why people don't trust in the Brady, the go blue, the Brady. You know I me, mean? I don't know why they don't trust in the Brady. The Brady will lead you through. As you can see, no one's been able to control Mr. Antonio since he left, other than those 11 targets, three first downs, and a touchdown. <laughs> and you just add this electrifying guy. Hey, bro. Best team in the NFC. Not really ready to say to win it all, but the best team in the NFC. Scary. Um, I really want to say that the Steelers are the best team in the AFC. You might want to give them a little extra points because we are the only undefeated team left in the whole shebang. And we got the Ravens and the Cowboys. So we can really be 8 0. You know what I'm saying? So um, there's a good opportunity. <clears throat> Even with the signing of Des Bryant to the Ravens, even with that signing, he just got signed to the Breaker squad. He's not available this week. We don't have to worry about him just yet. And he's a cowboy. So why do I have to worry about him anyway? He don't know how to work hard. They work hard in Baltimore. He don't know nothing about that. We'll so, see how long he lasts because he's been out for a while. Yeah, so I'm not really too much worried about that. But I really want to say that they are. We look really good. Number one defense against the pass. Number one defense against the the rush. I um, don't understand why we're not the number one defense, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know how that works out, <laughs> but um, the champs, man. I know they got a loss, but the champs—they're the champs before a reason, and they're still the champs until they're beaten. And they're in the AFC, and they just added uh, goddamn Le'Veon Bell. And this is <laughs> Chiefs, man. That's why I say the best team still in the AFC, even with the one loss. Uh, I don't know, man. 
I'm going to tote on tote your toot your horn and say that the Steelers honestly are probably the number one team in the AFC, then the Chiefs, and then the Ravens. And then it gets a little dicey. Buffalo, maybe. Gets a little dicey. When you can't score a a touchdown on the worst team in the NFL and you have to win by six field goals, that, sir, is telling me something is wrong. Hey, man, you got to win. A win's a win. Sometimes you win pretty and sometimes you win. I agree wholeheartedly with that. (laughs) But you can't score a touchdown on the Jets. Listen. Defense. No, listen. I'm not going to listen. No, yeah. Because the Jets didn't quit. The Jets no, are playing didn't. football. The Jets are playing as hard as they possibly can. They're just not good. That's why it was hard to score because these men have pride. I'm, hey, I'm going to fight. I might lose, but I'm going to fight. Not like them hoes over there in Dallas. It's a totally different. You know what I mean? They quit. They quit on themselves. They quit on their city. They quit on their team, and they quit on their teammates. I can't give just that. I, I I have to defend them for that. Hey, sometimes you have bad games until There's you start one, and then you have great games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh boy! Oh boy! The Leroy. What is it? The Leroy the, Jones. The Leroy Jethro Gibbs. There you go. That's why I just called it the LJG. The LJG head slap of the week. We both agree on this, Damon. I can't explain it. Why? Oh, why? He reminded me of the Cavalier game when J.R. Smith didn't (laughs) know the clock time. They always say that the two people who on the field that should always know time score situation is the point guard and the quarterback. I disagree. I think every person that is on the field, court, diamond, whatever, whatever, needs to know time score situation. Mm Period. Period. That is the hands down. So the hand slap goes to Todd Gurley of the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. who consequently lose because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you can win the game by not scoring the touchdown because mm-hmm. the other team has zero timeouts to stop the clock. So you win. Yes, the seat opened up and you were to run into the end zone for you to score and them to have time to come back and win the game. So you step across the line and like, oh, my bad. I need to get down because they don't have any timeouts. You know, in the end zone, referee holds hands up, touchdown. And then the team gets the ball, comes down the scores, and you lose. Yep. Man. <laughs> Bye-bye.
<laughs> I mean, it was dumb. It was dumb. All right. Time, score, situation. Whole team. Whole Coach, team. Players, everybody. I don't care if you teach every 53rd man on that sideline to look at that clock. You better be knowing what's going on. If you're paying attention to the game, you should know that. You should. The same way, like Chris. I'm sorry, Mr. Weber. My bad. I know you hate hearing about it, but time score situation. I knew he didn't have no damn timeouts. Habit. <laughs> Let's get into our spotlight games. Last thing. Yo, my bad. Did I miss that? Oh, I did. I did. Wow. Holy hey, hell. <laughs> bro, I moved it earlier today, and then when you said something, I was like, why the hell is it back up there? <laughs> oh, man. But anyway. Oh, okay. man. Olympic <laughs> they trials. Hill was the, right, they said Tyree Hill was the fastest guy in the league. I need to see visual proof because I yeah. thought Monday night I or Sunday night I saw the fastest man in the league. DK Metcalf. Wow. And, and what, this wasn't no short burst. This wasn't a 40. No, He's this is a hundred to one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a big dude. Six four. That's a big dude. Big long strides coming down the field at 20 some miles an hour to catch him. Before they scored. 22 and a half. He was moving 22 and a half miles an hour on foot. Now, see, I said, we was watching the game. I said, listen, when he cut across. You're going to go down the streets getting 22 miles an hour. Just see how fast he was running. (laughs) But this is the thing. He ran more than just that because he was on the far field. And he ran his route coming across the field. Ref, I mean, receivers out, hands balled up, doing your things so you can block or whatever. He sees the interception, and his first step, this is how I knew he was going to be really, really fast. Because his first step, his hands was like this. <laughs> you know, from this, you know, running, you know, to make a block, to make a juke, his hands went to sprinter speed like yeah. this. And it was one, two, gone. <laughs> it was gone. Russell slowed down and turned. It was like, oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Buddha Baker, his fault was he started looking back. When you start doing this, you slow down. Well, when he looked back, he wasn't expecting to see anybody on his ass. <laughs> you should have done. Did you see the first time he looked back, and then all of a sudden he's going, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, Right. Right. Yeah, buddy. But anyway, bad throw, Russell. Bad throw. That was bad throw. He doesn't have many of them, but he did have three in that game. Kyler Murray. Woo-wee. Oh, that's getting hot. It's getting hot. It's getting hot up in here with the spotlight games of the week. That's right. Surprises from week seven. Damon, who's your surprise player? Just talked about him. Yeah, DK Metcalf. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know a human can be that fast in pads. Well, did you watch the Philly Giants game? 
no. Didn't think so. You would have saw Daniel Jones running. Sorry, I did see that shit. (laughs) I think he was damn near as fast on the field as Metcalf was, but Metcalf's was so nicely watched. Uh, No. Uh, (laughs) He was not running as fast as DJ Metcalf. He was not running 22 miles an hour. He did take off really fast, but he blew a gasket. I did well, obviously, because he tripped on his own. Thank you, Jesus. He was running faster than his car would allow him to. That's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. I'm gonna go with Philip Lindsay over in Denver, man. Before he got hurt, I was watching that game. Before he got hurt, I mean, he was their hope. He was their hope and dreams on that offense, and he was getting it done. That, that boy can – he can pound – I mean, he can ground and pound. <laughs> Shut up. I am. I am. Because I know somebody else is laughing too, so that's what made me laugh. Somebody in the same room as you? No, no. Coming <laughs> back from football practice. Ah, gotcha. All right, so what do you got as your team? Um, I got the Washington football team. Yes, you do. Why is that? Just because they beat the Cowboys? Well, that one, but no, is how they beat the Cowboys. Pretty bad. I mean, when you get beat like that by the Washington football team. I believe I heard something at the beginning of this season from a young – 32-year-old, almost 33 next week, actually. Something about the Philadelphia Eagles losing to a team with no name. Karma, baby! Karma! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) Sean, man. Talking about Sean. Tommy Boy himself. Yeah, oh, wow. he's going to be a little quiet on the plane this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go with the Browns, man. They uh, they had a rough one. They fought through the sports adversity that was given to them on the field. I said sports adversity. It's different. It's different. Everybody says adversity. I'm saying sports adversity because you and I are on the same wavelength <laughs> as what adversity really is in real life. That's why I labeled it sports adversity. With Beckham going out, with some other things happening during the game, regardless of it being the Bengals because the Bengals are coming to play, but, man, hats off to the Browns. I got it done. I like it. Disappointing team, Damon. Um, the Raiders. Did he do a disappointing player? Not yet. I'm jumping down to the team. No, I'm going with the Raiders. The Raiders. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't pick you to win the game, but I, I expect you to show up. I, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty pathetic. Yeah, I man. That was that was that was bad. That was a bad display was- of. Football from a quality football team. I agree. Mine's going out to our favorite Atlanta Falcons once again. Wow. 
I mean, how many times can you have a lead and blow it? Uh, don't score the touchdown. <laughs> I know. It was a repeat from earlier, but that's who I went with. <laughs> yeah, pull up. <laughs> well, pull up, pull out, one of the two. Ah! <laughs> I'm above it. All right, so um, you're disappointing player. I got Cam, bro. You got Cam. <laughs> you got Cam, like you, you said. Got, you got the perfect situation to rebuild your image. He doesn't have a Giselle at home to make sure that his body doesn't age like somebody else does. Man, it's just, it's yeah, it's not good. It's I mean that wasn't a particularly good game, and I wonder if he's having adverse effects from um, the COVID. Because you know he because before he played the COVID, Kevin's playing good football, running the ball, throwing the ball pretty well. Ever since the COVID, he does not look good at all. Well. Maybe he needs to go back in for some more testing as far as not necessarily if he has it right now, but what other things did it cause in his lungs, his respiratory, his, you know, blood, who knows, you know, whatever. But I agree. He does look a lot different than what he did prior to having that issue. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, man, and it's not because he's bad. It's just, man, I mean, like I said earlier, he, the offense is doing what they should. I mean, the, the Cincinnati's offense is, is a lot better than what I gave them credit to being at the beginning of the season. Their defense is shit. I mean, total outski. How's that Joe Burrow's fault? Why is he disappointed with this defense? It's I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in seeing that happen to that guy like Joe Burrow. Okay, that's okay. where my disappointment come in. Not okay. by him himself, just okay. the team in general. I guess for him. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense because I was like, "Damn, you just hyped him up and then talk about the There's defense." Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, yeah. There's this defense is knowledgeable. I knew that Joe Burrow's would bleed good. I thought Cincinnati would be a contending team in games, mm-hmm. meaning they'll compete in trying to win games, not that they're going to contend for a championship. No, right. not this year or next year. But they're trending in the right direction, and they're doing it very fast. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um I don't like it to the fact that they're in my division, but I like it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> now let's go into talk a little bit real quick about last week's picks and this week's picks. Best game last week. We both had the Steelers and Titans, and it did not disappoint, sir. That was a hell of a game. Obviously, the outcome you wanted to see. Obviously, the outcome I didn't want to happen on my bet for for the only reason. I told you. Ah, well, <laughs> it was close. It was a damn good game. That um, could have been its potential here. It could have been the AFC Conference Championship preview. It could have been. You know, um, 
I like the back and forth because it looked like Pittsburgh was coming in to do damage and do it the whole game. Um, there was a point in the game where you really saw that the, the mindset changed. Don't get concerned. Stay the course. Because Tennessee had a history of coming back from games in the fourth quarter. So you got that. You know what I mean? You got the punch in the mouth. You got the stands. You know what I mean? And I told you. I said, they're not going to stop Derrick Henry, but he's not going to get 100, and he's definitely not going to get 200. 200? <laughs> he got to go the last two weeks in a row. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's played five games, six games now, and he's got like nine, like nine hundred yards or some shit. Well, he's bad okay, man. He's got about two hundred, but he's got a lot. Beast mode two point Beast mode yeah. two point That dude is um, outstanding, but the difference is Pittsburgh is geared for stopping the run. They have that mentality that uh, Bill Belichick had in all his 20 years. We're going to stop what you do best. And if Tannehill can beat us throwing, which we don't think he can, then we'll be all right. You know what I mean? And I said, if they put up, you know, 24 points, 24-plus points, it's going to really be hard to beat them. It's going to be really hard to score on that team. You know, um, they look really good. Tennessee is not going away. Tennessee is mm -hmm. going to be there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. There's a hell of a contention for the AFC championship. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's, Moving it's, on to the worst games last week, we both had <laughs> the NFC East. And actually, as far as both games sucking, yes, they did. The Cowboys got routed by the Washington football team. And the Eagles win by one point to the Giants, 22-21. to 21. Just because it's a close game doesn't mean it was a good game. I mean, yes, my team got the win. Much needed. Could not lose that game. But still look like total horseshit. Yeah, that the NFC was not looking very um beastest quality. <laughs> hey, but you got the win. Um, I actually got the win. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Intriguing games last week. Well, you picked last night's game, and I picked the Bucks and the Raiders. Neither one of them were very intriguing by the third quarter. So, we'll move on to this week's picks. This the week's Bears picks, are who we thought they were. The Bears are who we thought they were. This week's picks are, are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Put your money to a good place to bet. If you want to bet, mybookie.ag. Use promo code BWSports1 at sign up for a one for a one hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars. This week's picks. Well, let's start with the worst games. Damon, who you got? Man, I can't. Uh, my worst game. I got the Jets and the Chiefs, man. 
Yeah, that should be a blowout. That exactly. should be a blowout by the end of the first quarter. And I'll say Le'Veon Bell has 100 yards on the ground at halftime. Ooh, just because it's playing his old team? I don't know. We'll see about that. I can't disagree with you on that, but I got another one for you. The Bucks at the Giants. Same, same issue. Should same be result. over by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> same result. <laughs> yeah. Most intriguing game. I'm going to go with the Raiders at the Browns because it's, like a, it. it's an AFC matchup. This matchup, I, in my opinion, could very well uh, spin something towards playoff time. So I would – either one of these teams, I would want to get this win – for one hundred percent sure, one of these two, one of these two teams will probably be your wild card. Yep, got to win this game tomorrow or this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, my most intriguing game, I got the 49ers and the Seahawks. Same type of thing, only it's a divisional rival, not just a conference. It's a division. Mm-hmm. And both of them are coming off. Uh, nope. No, nope. one of them is coming off a good win, and the other one's coming off a. Bad loss. No, bad loss that was also a divisional loss. Yep. So you can't go back, back to back division losses. Uh, Seattle, you can't do it. So this is going to be a good one. Uh, The 49ers, huh? Excuse you. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, The 49ers, you know, they're slowly getting people healthy again. So, um, I'm anxious to see how this is getting ready to go. That looks like that might be out of here. Uh, nope. Stayed in. Two run, I think it was a double. But anyway. <clears throat> yes. Raiders. All right. All right. 49ers. Seahawks. Best game of the week. I got to stick with your Steelers. At Ravens, that's going to be... The telltale of the division right now, and this is the first time they match up this year. We're getting ready to see what the AFC North is all about. Um, I was concerned. I had a, a little concern three weeks ago. Right now, I really don't have that much concern because, I mean, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is really good. Defending, I mean, uh, yeah, reigning MVP, but they're not. I mean, they're winning games, but they're not winning games looking good. Be careful on your pride, sir, because you guys just played a hell of a game against Tennessee. I'm not saying anybody got banged up really or anything. I'm not too sure on that, but I don't think you guys had any major injuries going through the game. Ravens are coming off a loss, am I right? No, I lied. That was so stupid of me to say. Why would I say that? They didn't come off a loss. They beat the hell out of whoever they won. I can't remember, but yes, they won. Anyway, I think you guys split the season one and one, and you guys win at home. I don't see them losing. Well, this game is on the road, so you're picking them to lose back-to-back games. No. Then you picked the Titans last week? Yes. So, so you're picking them to lose back-to-back games? Well, they didn't lose. No, so I'm talking about will. the Steelers. 
They didn't lose, I know. so now they will. So, yes, so so, I'm yeah, picking them a second week back straight back. to lose, yes. Yeah. Okay, so then when you're doing that, then I'm feeling a little bit more confident. <laughs> beforehand, I, beforehand, I was very concerned, and I was not so much concerned. Now you have no concern. I'm like, oh, shit, hell, they he's said picking we're gonna it. Lose. <laughs> they said we're going to lose. Fuck, yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> Who you got? Best game of the week. I got the Saints and the Bears, man. Should be a good game, depending on which Bears team shows up. Depending on which Saints team shows up. I just didn't want to pick the Steelers again. <laughs> I know you didn't. I know you didn't. But I wasn't going to not pick it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I can't, I can't do it anymore. I, mean, I can't. Because then they're going to be like, well, damn, dude, is there anybody else? Well, yeah. You know, but I am concerned. I am intrigued. I mean, I think this will be a really good game because you got an offense that's trying to find their explosiveness again in uh, New Orleans, and you have a defense that played well yesterday. Just, you know, the offense didn't really come to help them out, but the defense, you have a defense that is solid against the run, and they're looking pretty good against the pass. So, um, it's going to be a nice dynamic. Which one is going to, you know, get back on track, the defense or the offense? So that should be a pretty good game. It should be. It should be. I'm looking forward to another fun, fantastic field weekend of football. And I sure can't wait for a mu- or for Wednesday night live tomorrow night. Back here at 730 because that guy right there, he's the one. This guy right here, he's the ass. Together, we are Black and White Sports at Taco Tuesday. Powered by, powered by First Financial Bank, 317-417-8582. Call John Buzzer today for all your banking, essentials, checking, savings, mortgage loans, business loans. 317-417-8582. And Sean Nugent, Rockstar Realtor, 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home, now's a great time. And we got just the guy for you, Sean Nugent. Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. Damon, it's been fun as always. What do we do? Well... We promote healthy eating. With a banana. Apple. <laughs> that is an apple. And I thought it's I smelled a banana. Yes. <laughs> yes. She we looked at it. Eating. And while we're doing that, we try to keep Indy as sporty as we possibly can. Woohoo! I thought she was going to say peace. Oh, with that. <laughs>